welcome back to Laps and Tarts. We are continuing our episode on E1 from Empire. I'm Chloe. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Morgan. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tommy the Kid or Two Gun Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm Alex. <laughs> together, well, <laughs> your most professional what podcast on the media. This is definitely not take three of us trying to do this. Oh, dear me. Yeah, we're back. We're talking about E1. It went really well. It was uh, so much fun, but it was so cold. It was so moist. It wasn't that cold. Oh, I was frozen. Okay. It was yeah, see? Cold. See, not what you need me. is four lapers in a tent. That'll keep you toasty. Mm. Yeah, two, that's a good point. That you sounds asked. like the run-up to a bad joke. Yeah, what happens when you put four lapers in a tent? Or sleep at tent. a comfortable temperature. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of love in that tent. That's a lot of Dornish love in that tent. Um, yeah, no, what? Did we spend an evening just telling Englishmen, Irishmen, and Welshmen jokes? That was the Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember Only we, that, that we kept happened. changing it to like Dornish, Leagueish, and Navari. Navari, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is anyone going to get offended if I say Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman joke? Shall I change and it? Then there was, <laughs> we had to change it to like Cornish and because someone was from Cornwall. And, yeah. This is all whilst we were waiting for your fire to go out. What I told you to abandon. Which we didn't get. The yeah, message. you told us. You should have just let us abandon it when you abandoned it. <laughs> to be fair. It's I'll... fine. I'm joking. I was not bothered. I enjoyed myself. So, Saturday. Uh... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Saturday part two. Saturday part two. Yeah. Saturday's always a big day. And then well, we always, it is the longest day. But then I always think like, oh, the Sunday conversation will be a bit shorter. But then Sunday's like, oh, there was a full on battle. And we did well. lose two yeah. hours. We did lose two hours. Yeah. But that's spoilers for tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we left off last week talking about my skirmishes. Was there anything anyone wanted to pick up? Uh, we'll start with your skirmishes yeah. and then go around, I think. Cool. So this was, this was I think I spoke about, I did black knighting. I downed all the potions I had left because I had a skirmish to go to because Lady Lordine appeared at camp, saw me like undressed and she was like, Tristan, we have a skirmish in 15 minutes. I said, correct. Um, I will be there shortly. It's a bit of a walk from dawn to the central gate. So I was like standing there in my hose and my shirt like, be quick don't worry about it um so fucking quick as the wind uh tried to get on my kit on which i went i ended up not wearing my pauldrons because they're like a whole faff to get on mm. because you kind of got to do the buckles on the side and it's absolutely nightmare i was wandering around one night i was like i can't find the central gate i didn't realize it wasn't on the field yeah yeah no it was um it died over the long dark yeah i was gonna say why because i saw the two stones and i assume that's what people were talking to when they were saying that they had to walk through two stones when they came back but yeah, so like that's the Sentinel Gate because the big arc died over the long dark, which sucks. Like, to, like weather. Yeah. Put like one out for the uh, Sentinel Gate. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a shame because it looked so cool. Yeah, and then the, because the two stones is once you're on the battlefield, there are also two stones on like the other side that they place, which is where you've come out. Yeah. So when you walk through the Sentinel Gate, there's a bit of a walk until you come out of the Sentinel Gate. Uh, okay, hence why people were getting lost in between. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. So, like, they put two stones a bit further away, which is where you technically arrive. But, yeah, so, got rid of the Sentinel Gate. Went to speak to the General, because um, Lady Lordine was going on it. Uh, I spoke to the General. I said, General, is Lady Lordine going on the skirmish? And he said, definitely. I said, in that case, so am I. And he just kind of gave me a look. I was like, I'm, there's, I'm, if she's going on there, I'm, I'm also going on. Um, because part of my thing is like defender of the order Alder of the Argent Lily. So I was like, I need to keep the exorcists alive, so I need to be there. He kind of went, fine. <laughs> so I was like, good. Um, and then we went through to exercise some tortured souls, which is like 
basically all I do these days. Is, it sounds cool, though, to be fair. It's fucking awesome. Especially this one, because we... Right, so teleport through, go through the central gate, go for a little walk through the woods, um, and then we kind of come out, and oh, what was the approach of this one? I don't think we were being quiet, because I think the minute we got there, they were druge. And we were like, shit. I think the main objective was to kill a general or something. I wasn't aware. I was like, I need to keep this person alive and we need to exercise some tortured souls. Um, so we start wandering through and you can see quite a few of them around. Again, heavily armoured. It's the usual affair of take out their legs um, and uh, incite them to see what they were. They were pretty powerful. They were rank three. So it needed like three exorcists or more powerful exorcists to take them out. We start pushing through um, and you can just see in the background this massive tortured soul with like a huge greatsword and then like a full like full face chainmail mask like his whole head was just like a fucking chainmail mask was this a giant person or a giant person just a very stilts? big person they were on stilts they were just very tall or at least they felt tall in my memory it feels like I've never played Dark Souls but everyone kept saying it was like a Dark Souls boss because okay. they were just like really big this massive greatsword they were swinging and then like this they just looked terrifying and we were like, okay, eventually we're going to have to deal with that motherfucker. Um, so whilst all of Dawn is kind of dealing with uh, the Druze and we're kind of pushing some of the back to get through to Tortured Souls, we're doing our usual thing. Um, and then eventually we push far back enough with everybody else to get towards the back and we come to this fucking big-ass Tortured Soul who's we're kind of keeping at arm's length initially because, obviously, because it was very threatening. Um, and as it's swinging its greatsword around, we're like, we need to get to it, we need to uh, kind of disable it. So eventually, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I've not taken many hits. <laughs> Run up to it. I, we, between us, we managed to cleave three limbs off. So it can't hit us and it can't move, and it's just on the ground, like screaming at us, as we're just wailing on it with the swords. It eventually goes down. Lordine and the other exorcists come over and they start doing their exorcism, and it just bolts up bright and starts screaming at us. Do anything because it's limbs at limbs are clean. That scared the shit out of everyone. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh my god! And like start barring it down back again. It's just lying on the floor, getting exercised. Really cool moment as usual. Seeing that happen, the creature like lets out a horrifying scream as the spirit leaves and then it collapses limp. Awesome. We turn around. We're by ourselves. Oh. So it's five of us around this fucking this boss, and then there's like a bunch of druge just kind of looming towards us, and I'm like, we need to go. Like, now. People start squaring up with their blades. It's like, no, no. no fucking run. And yeah. you can see people going to engage him. I was like, you fucking, fucking leave. You're going to die. We're going. We start sprinting away. And then I can see a very tall druge lumbering out of the woods. Levies a crossbow and points at Lordine, who has unarmored legs. Crossbow bolt. Straight to the back of the leg. Doosh, she goes down. In Empire, you need to have two hands free to carry someone. I had told people to fucking run. So they had. <laughs> so it's me and Lordine. No one else to carry. I've got a sword in one hand, shield in the other. Fuck. Threw them. Just threw them off into the woods. Sprint over to Lordine and pick her up. As again, as these druge are starting to menace towards us. I'm like, get up. We gotta run. So as I'm just sprinting through the woods, eventually we manage to catch back up with everyone. But you know when you're like, I've taken quite a few hits not had time to recover them i am unarmed i don't have my shield fuck <laughs> so we start sprinting through the woods we eventually make it back to the line live it's fine but that was fucking scary yeah. i'm just being like 
oh god we're gonna die here though oh see i'm assuming like one of the druge picked up your stuff no i somehow a dornish person i think ran up to me with my sword and shield as like i managed to collect leads i was like you fucking hero yeah um so i managed to eventually did get them and we kind of had a fighting retreat and got out because then we were like the gate's closing and if the gate closes whilst you're still through you're trapped there and then your character's dead so we were running kind of back to the gate but it was just one of those it was one of those awesome moments it's why i love that those little moments of like really fucking cool especially the thing of your mind of like looking up the woods are dead and there's just orcs leaping towards you um it's fucking awesome it was really good yeah i would have kind of found it funny if you had to resort to like a sword and buckler or a knife of buckler for the rest of the event oh can you imagine i I feel like i don't know what i would have done in that situation it's like okay again in your head you're like this doesn't matter like really realistically all that matters is that we get out of this alive which is funny Um, because like you're not actually gonna die and that stuff costs a lot of money (laughs) yes exactly but realistically it's gonna show up at god so i'm like yeah the honesty at empires yeah but also it's monstering team so it's like they'll just see it pick it up and take it back um which is hopefully what's happened to my antlers which i lost in the latest game that might be a bit harder to find like but yeah, but then another thing that happened after this, we got out. I don't think the skirmish was a success, but I, I always say this, I always have like the personal goal of keeping the nobles I'm with alive. Yeah, and then whatever they're trying to do. And so for me, it was like at least a partial success. And I was like, hey, I've got a skirmish in like half was it half an hour, forty five minutes, and I have no hero points left. And someone pointed to the grapevine, which was a tavern really nearby the Sentinel Gate um, uh, in Highgard, and went over to the grapevine and they had a it had leonin pavilion cast on it which means that if you spend 15 minutes in that tent bragging about your accomplishments you get all your hero points back i really want to get that cast on the jackdaw camp that would be fucking cool yeah you've yeah. got a summer coven haven't you we do have a summer coven it's True. a lot of mana for us at the moment so yeah i would definitely something you should look into oh definitely it's, a, it's an aspiration i will be goal. in the jackdaw camp all the time <laughs> just sat there for 15 minutes like you'll never believe how fucking cool i was today <laughs> it's a ring a second a ring a minute <laughs> ring fucking hell um but yeah so sat in there had a drink and that's where i saw me Nietzsche. briefly uh well we we spoke for like 10 minutes with a beer you gave me the rest I gave of your you beer the rest of you had my to go beer. charging off to another skirmish because i went in and i sat down and i was chatting to people talking about how well the skirmish had gone the beer was really nice and then people kept coming in i was like just just read that sign and then they'd read it and like i think i'll get a beer <laughs> when they realize that if i spend 15 minutes i get some stuff back so you sat Stood in there for a little bit. Yeah, we, we just went for a chat with the great fox of Varushka since he's now a friend of the Jack Doors oh, after nice. a contract quest last year and uh, being very vigilant and uh, warning him about a potential assassination that totally wasn't a joke from a Dornish. Oh, God. That person. was. If you listen back to E3? E4. Listen back to E4 to hear about Contract Quest, which contract is like quest. an episode, an episode spanning saga of drama. It's just amazing what can be gained out of Empire just from doing one line of dialogue that wasn't intended as anything more. Zero PD provided plot, just absolute nonsense. Spiraled out of proportion. I love that, but no, just want to say hello to him because he want he wrote me a letter at the start of the event, which I received at the debutants ball, saying how he's a friend of the Jackdaws, and if you ever need help from the great frocks of Rushka or his uh, troops, let him know. Apparently he's got a position in Empire, which is worth quite a lot of money, so... 
What, as in like a bore seat or like... Some kind of big high-up mining position. I can't quite remember I think what that'll be a bore seat, but I don't know how the boss works. But if that's true, he's a good friend to have. <laughs> but yeah, for me, that was like a little just kind of... Me and Modesto were going to have some soft role-play and actually go and see someone. Mm. So was that at the Grapevine? That was at the Grapevine, yeah. Oh, he hangs okay. out at the Grapevine a lot. Oh, nice. Being Russian. Yeah, because then after we'd had a little chat, I was like, what's the time? Right, I need to leave. Draw the rest of my beer. <laughs> Bought it into tankard and bugged off. Yeah, Modesto gave me five rings for a beer. I was like, give me that back. I'm not going to give you a beer, five rings and then you get a beer from someone else, you cheeky fuck. <laughs> it was only a bit of beer. It was a little bit of beer. It was nice beer. It was really good beer. Go to the Grapevine. Oh, really I definitely need to go to the Grapevine. I always forget how well brewed a lot of the beer is at Empire. Because oh, yeah, I'm usually drinking cider at Boar's Head. I forget... Yeah, side of the ball, fucking lethal side of the ball's head. Really knocks your block off. No, we, to be fair, because I've had, I spent an amazingly small amount of time at taverns. So do I. Like, Thursday's the time I spend that in taverns before they're actually taverns. Yeah, get the hangover out of the way before Friday night and then. um, Laps and tops, top tip. Laps and tops, top tip, get drunk on the Thursday. (laughs) Especially if you're going to be doing the battling. I suppose if you're not battling, it doesn't really matter as much. But I can't imagine going out onto the battlefield hungover. Oh, I was speaking to a friend of mine who did. Uh, they were like, I was running on uh, adrenaline, mostly. Um, yeah. But then it's just everything hits you like a train on the Monday. Um, yeah. Like after it I'm already knackered on the Monday and I don't do the battle then. Mm. So. The, the top-notch feeling when I realised work had accidentally put me off for another day off and then uh, oh. already filled it with staff. I'm like, right, I'm going home. See you later. Yeah, have a nice uh, refresh and a bath. Did manage to get all the stuff put away and get the tent dry after somehow turning it inside out. Yeah, I was going to say. I went to try and fold it up and it was inside out. I was like, Tom, what have you done? <laughs> I don't know. How? He didn't even realise he'd done it. How? He'd half unzipped it as well. How? <laughs> I am a magical man and you've got to manoeuvre a lot in that like tiny back Yes, exactly. So how did you I, turn it inside out? Turning it back around, like back the right way around again, it's actually not that hard to turn it inside out and back again. Like... Considering how heavy it is and how like the, it does not fit in this in this studio where in I was trying to fold it up. Studio. Yeah, the yeah, well, of course, studio. there's too much expensive equipment and um, yeah, exactly. So you've got to be our, really like, careful. Our like golden records on the wall and our yeah. giant LARP uh, t- LARPs and tarps award as yeah, well. Exactly, a lot of spells. Yeah. Uh, well, my next kind of thing is I went through a bit of an anxiety blip, which oh, is a, sure. it's a very very rare thing for me. I don't do anxiety very often, so I. It was an interesting Sorry, one. Sorry, I don't do anxiety, but I fancied a little bit of a treat. So I'll give myself <laughs> yeah. a little anxiety. Just a little bit of holiday anxiety. I'll try and keep it on the lowdown, really. But me, I, I myself, as the leader of the Jackdaws, agreed to do a job, which was very well paid, two thrones worth of stuff. And the job, in the end of the day, it was kind of my idea. And you feel like it might. And they deflected it back to me. He said, why don't you do this? I'm like, yeah, like I you could. said it as a joke. Yeah, I said it as a joke. And I thought, yeah, that's a bit of character banter. But then they offered me two thrones. And in the heat of the moment of my Uncle Nietzsche greed, I agreed to it. Yeah, but then you thought it wouldn't be very good, you know, sportsmanship. sportsmanship. Yeah. yeah. After a bit of consideration, I thought, you know what? I can't do this. Uh, it would impact other people's game and mm. maybe potentially ruin what they spent so long planning. Yeah, you want everyone to have a good time, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so I and Modesto went to go and find the person who employed this. And I think this brings on a really good point, if I don't say so myself. And I think we've said this before, always check in with other players. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just the game. Uh, they were fantastic with me. They went. To, I, I went to kind of speak to OC. I feel very ang- uh, have anxiety about doing this job. I don't want to impact anyone else's game. I feel like I found Nietzsche's level of dickishness. He's, re- he's happy to wind people he's up. He's a scam. Uh, yeah, he's a scam. But he doesn't want to impact people's game and cause yeah, much want, anger. You don't want OC. No, don't want to yeah. rustle OC jimmies. Yeah. And the player who gave us this job was hugely understanding. We gave this uh, payment back and we just played it off. Like it just didn't happen. It was non-canon. And I just think that's fantastic. We both are just there to have a good time, enjoy ourselves. It's just a game. Just always feel like you can check in with the other players. Yeah, exactly. Even if you've signed an in-character contract or but also, know, like, Nothing was something. signed, yeah. Well, no, but yeah, but even, even if, if, you if have, it was. Right? Like, yeah. but like I was saying this, even, even if the, another way you could have dealt with that is very much be like, hey, I am going to check in with the player that this will impact. Yeah. And if they're not cool with it, we won't yeah, go see ahead. See if that will ruin keep, their game keep, or if they'll enjoy the drama. Of OC, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, this yeah. is non-canon. Uh, but it would have impacted potentially two nations a lot. That's a lot of people to piss off. It is. But again, and then go I, and check I, I, with... I, I, it was more extending to the point of just kind of like, like if you're going to piss someone off, off yeah. you can go talk to them and be like, hey, just to check. Because I've got a lap coming up where I'm thinking about having a fistfight with someone and like riling them up. And like it would be very much a case of talking to before. It's like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Stage of Are you cool with that? And when they go, no, I'm like, cool, we'll just leave it alone. Because they have that thing at Empire with the putting three fingers up. So even if you're in like a battle scenario and like a general is screaming at you because you've fucked up or whatever, if you put like three fingers up, they have to stop and move on. It's yeah. kind of like no matter the situation, that is yeah, a kind of like... It's not real world. It's not a real no, world. You, you, your, your out of character happiness and health. Comes yeah, your mental health. Yeah. yeah, so it was definitely a good thing to do. I'm glad I went for the experience because it's taught me, yes, I can talk about it. It would have just been a lot of checking in as well. It would be, can I knock X over? Can I, and then have to go and check about using people's equipment or what I can do with it. And then I'd have to check with the other people of the nation who have planned some events. Can I do this? It would have been a lot of faff and I was exhausted as well. Yeah, you've already got a lot of meetings. You don't need to set up all of those other meetings. Exactly. But that was my little afternoon blip. It was kind of shortly after, uh, uh, time's wibbly wobbly, but it was after I'd spoken to Tom, uh, sorry, Nietzsche. Uh, we had a skirmish against some more Druze um, in the Barrens this time, I think. So it was the second, this set, both skirmishes were in the Barrens. And we had to stop a general uh, who was creating tortured souls and kill them. Um, so again, tortured souls, there we are. Um, Would you say tortured souls are more your enemy than the Druze now? Are they, are they your speciality? Yes, yes, no. So very much taking on tortured souls seems to be my kind of uh, thing at the minute. Yeah. Um, this skirmish got really hairy. The last one sounded hairy enough. It was, but this was really hairy. So... For a bold man, I find that a lot of hair. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I found that a half-cooked joke. <laughs> <laughs> like you were almost cake. there. You were so close. Um, but we go through the Sentinel Gate. Uh, the person who's leading it does a good old speech before. We're not, we're killing Druze, we're slaughtering them, and we're, we're pushing as hard as we can. Now, we did have someone who had mass weakness prepared. Now, weakness means you can't use heroic skills and you can't cast spells. Yeah. It doesn't... Are Druze... I want to say weak to weakness. No. Or... 
No, I think it's something else. Or I just totally uh, Yeah, marshlings are, marsh walkers uh, okay, are. Maybe I'm thinking of the marsh um, So weakness on a marsh walker will completely put it. Also, I've been told Yeah, by that's, I think that's what I'm yeah. getting confused with then. Um, but no, not the, in this instance, we literally, so we... Um, Killing Druge, um, and someone had a mass weakness, which would basically stop them doing hero calls and stop them casting spells. I don't know what happened here, but we went through, the person with the mass weakness went ahead. We started, This one was funny because we literally were jogging the minute we came out the gate to get to the location. We were like running. And the mage at the front, we get to there's this heavy line of Druge, and then there's a little fort with someone lying on the floor screaming and a Druge above them, torturing them. Uh, and we see this line, and the mage runs forward and puts their arms out and shouts, weakness, right? Seconds later, we're getting hero calls and spells mm. cast by the druge. Um, Stop tapping them on the shoulder like you said, weakness. Well, this was the thing. So we, I don't know what happened here. I don't know yeah. how they overcame it. I don't know what happened. But it was just one of these situations where there was either a miscommunication, a mishit, or something happened that we don't understand. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't have that weakness fucked us. Yeah. Because the plan was to get more... Because once they can't do hero calls, we're fine because they can't ruin any limbs, they can't venom anyone, we're fine. People were... Oh, it was a bloodbath. Oh, like, God. immediately, like, people losing limbs and going down. And we're trying to push as hard as we can, but we've got a lot of, le- a lot of leather armor, Navar. So it impales and knocking them down, like, horrendously. They're getting into armor, taking legs out. We've got mages. And it's just instantly, like, a blood churner. And we're trying to push as hard as we can. And you look back in retrospect, and you look at some of the photos, and you can see, like, opportunities where if we'd pushed there, we could have got to it and stuff like this. But we were, like, people going down. Uh, I was, like, right at the front. Like, we were pushing really hard. I was next, next to... Um, Friend of mine, don't know if I can say the name on the podcast, but a friend of mine who was a Dornish person who's now a marcher who was on the on there with us. And we were like side by side. And then I had the person who was leading the skirmish next to me. And we're pushing really hard. And then the person leading the skirmish goes down. And then the line moves past them. So they're now behind the druge. And people are starting to shit themselves, right? Because this person's a leader. People are really injured. It's a bit chaotic. I've got people behind me screaming like, we need to leave now. And I can just see them on the floor. And I remember it was couples standing you together. You sword and shield again. <laughs> you well, did. <laughs> we're standing there and there's a few of us. And then we, we stand and we look at them on the floor and I, we just shout push. And you can hear people like, no, 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 we need to go. And they're just like push. And literally there's like a druge in front of me. The person next to me got a shield. Put the shield to their chest and just step forward. And then when people see that, like a few more shields join us. It just keeps screaming push. Nice. And they do. And I was like, it was one of those things. I was like, if we kept that up, we could have just got through. But people were very scared. And that yeah. really fucks with people. Like you could see like the lines falling apart because of that. It's like, just keep pushing. It's like push, push, like going forward. Eventually, we managed to push the line like three meters past them. So we've got them. Um, Your leader. Person. The leader of the skirmish kind of back behind, but only just. Yeah. I tell the two people either side of my shield, put your shields in. They put the shields in. I throw my sword and shield behind <laughs> Classic me. Classic Tristan move. Hands down on the skirmish leader, drag them up, run back to get them to the Wahila. And then basically, again, a friend of mine managed to find my sword and shield, um, but it was brutal. There was two or three people had gone back behind the lines again that I had, like, like it happened again, so they were lost, but we couldn't get to them because they were meters behind the line. Like members of a friend's house and stuff. The person I saved told me afterwards they were five seconds from dead. Ooh. Their bleed count had got down to five seconds and they had a ranking fortitude given to them by a shield. Oh, I thought you said fortitude was such a waste of a stash. It usually is. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> there are better, exceptions to every rule. skills to invest in. And also it's not a skill they have, it's a magical item they Ooh, have. Oh, true. Um, but literally, 
it was they were like I had five seconds and I would have been dead. And it was just another. It was. And it I was, guess they must be a fairly prominent player of the leading skirmish. Uh, they they've been playing for the same amount of time as us, but I think they went to a few player events before. But yeah, they do a fair amount yeah. of stuff. They're the one that fair enough that paid like, they would have had to have a funeral and people would have been. Oh in God, crying. yeah, no, they're very well known. Yeah, um, which one um, who paid us? Sorry, uh, the person who paid us for going to Brickelland. Oh, I never got paid. You owe me money, <laughs> <laughs> fuckers. They're, they're and he nearly alive. died. Well, um, they nearly died. But they we got them back. Uh, we got them healed. And then we started to pull out. And then we looked and some friends of mine from a fellow house was like, members of our house are still behind that line. Oh and we looked up and most of the people had gone, fled behind us. And we were like, that's death. If we yeah. go to get them, we all die. That might be why they were a bit tetchy when me and Modesto went, money. Honestly, after that, they were just, their weekend was, they were like real low. Yeah, I think we got them straight after that skirmish. Oh, well, that it, wasn't good it timing was then. It was brutal. Um, we managed to get back. Again, looking back, there's a few things where it's like if if that weakness had happened properly and if we had I'd kept really the pressure I'm really interested in knowing because I'm going to assume that it wasn't, you know, they've not heard it or, you know, someone cheated or whatever. I'm going to assume that there's actually an icy reason why they either be able to recover from the weakness or it didn't affect them in the first place. I, I'd be really interested to know what could, what could have caused See, that. my opinion, what I do think happened is that they shouted weakness, but we'd all arrived with them. If I think if they'd been like a good three metres between us and the mage, yeah. it would have happened. But it was literally the mage and then like half a foot behind the rest of the force running. So you can hear like metal clanking. I just don't uh, think it's think been noticed. Not heard it. I yeah. think they just haven't noticed, which is a shame because apparently we told two refs to make the monsters aware this was happening, but something got lost somewhere. It happens, you know. Yeah. But it was very frustrating, uh, especially because it's an expensive ritual to get cast before. Uh, Can thing. you just kind of like oh, I didn't go off, therefore we get the money back? Mm, no, because they handed no. the they handed. I guess you could, but it was like they handed the mana crystals into guard, which are then that's ripped. A lot of, oh, that's, my jimmies would be Russell. It was it was five thrones. That's a Jeez. lot of money. That That's should what... really be conveyed properly. It was very frustrating. But look, it is what it is. Things happen. We've spoken to them about it. for some exciting role play. You yeah. Know. We've spoken to them about it and they've been like, look, whatever. It happened. We'll move on. Mm. Um, but we, um, but yeah, nonetheless, the skirmish was at least incredibly emotive. Um, we got back through the gate and there was someone, a friend of mine, a, a friend of mine had died. And then two players, two members from another house that I knew had died. It was... It was no point now. There's sometimes I feel like I really want to go on skirmishes. Then I hear you talk about skirmishes. Like I have too much responsibility Tom, and Tom, love for Nietzsche to go Tom, on skirmishes. They're really fucking good. They sound they're really, really good. fucking good. I do wonder if any of us were to die on the field. I mean, presumably not me, as I don't go to battle. But I, I wonder who it would be. Whether it would be you, could you go on most, um, you know, skirmishes and things like that? Or would it be one of you guys? Like if it's just, you know. Happened by accident. Who's most likely to die? Yeah, who's most likely to it, die? It, most Unless of the time. Unless I get assassinated, I don't know. Most of the time it's luck, <laughs> right? Because it's like, especially with the skirmish, it's like luck or if you ha like, you need to keep yourself aware. No. Um, and then also preparation. Like, I don't think I would have gone to a skirmish unless I had the magic on me. Yeah, yeah, I think before I were to try skirmishing, I'd need some kind of like enchanted weapon or something mm. to give me a few more hits or just like a pocket full of... Elixir Vitae's or something. I'm a bit too squishy at the moment, I think. No, that's the thing, right? One stray impale to your chest and you're zero. Yeah, exactly, because it's right. just leather, yeah. Uh, and We're cowards, in fact. We have uh, metal. To we have metal, yeah. Also. You're, you've, that's why you get extra hero points. Well, yeah, I've got Unstoppable. So, mind you, I did use it and it didn't count, apparently. Yeah, that was a, what, that was a weird thing. That, yeah, yeah was, we will get into that. But no, but also with you, I think it's... 
the other scary thing with Unstoppable is that if someone casts weakness on you, you can't use your hero skills. Oh, okay. So if someone hits you and says weakness, and then you go down to zero hits, there's nothing you can do about it. You're mm. bleeding out. Mm. Um, which, so there's like, there's like, that's the thing. It just takes a few things to go wrong. Yep. And you're fucked. As soon as you're yeah. behind those enemy lines, you just fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are incredible stories. A friend of mine had a really good story where they got knocked down. They had their leg cleaved mm. as enemies were moving towards them. And they, quick as lightning, pretended to be bleeding out. Just hit the deck. They weren't. Their leg had just been ruined. So they hit the hit the deck, pretended to be bleeding out as a line moved past them. And they kind of, when everything had gone, they did the relentless skill to get their limb mm. back, stood up, and then they saw a gap and just sprinted past the orcs. Nice. Because then no, they hadn't really, they thought they were bleeding out, but they just weren't. They had just lost a leg, but there's no way for you to know that. Yeah. They managed to get around. And you can do that, right? You can go down. You can and do just... that with relentless, not unstoppable. With you can relentless. pretend to be dead, yeah. yeah. Unless someone asks you. If someone says to you, are you bleeding out? You mm. have to answer honestly. No, because I have done that and had enemy walk past me and thought, nice, I can use relentless soon. But then luckily, I don't know where they came from. But two arms got me up and took me back, and yeah, I was yeah. healed. So I never actually used Relentless, but that was the plan anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's is, is there a timer yeah. on Relentless then? Not on Relentless. There is an Unstoppable. Oh, so it's Unstoppable when you get down to zero hit points, but Relentless is to cure a cleave? Correct. So okay. if you have a limb ruin, you can use Relentless. If you, you have... can use that whenever. As Correct. Long as, well, obviously, not if it's been healed, because why would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Unstoppable, you can use Unstoppable at any time. Um, to give yourself three hits back or you can use it the second you hit zero you can yeah. use it then but it has to be the second you hit zero yeah so if for example so that you, you go down straight away stand back up yeah exactly yeah. but let's say as well there's stuff like um, say someone casts paralyze on you paralyze means you can't move anymore right you're completely stuck and someone uh, does you get knocked down to zero hits before the paralyze finishes you cannot use unstoppable once the paralyzed finishes. Ouch. I mean, so, it makes sense. Yeah. So if it's someone, almost as if your heart's about to stop, and if you don't start it again straight away, then you're dead. Precisely. So yeah. you cannot use unstoppable unless, like, unless you can do it immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's. You can't do it quietly. You've got to shout it. <laughs> yeah. You've got to make it very obvious that you're doing it. I mean, the wiki says that make it clear that you're catching your breath or something. Like, I often will, like, beat like beat my chest a little bit or try and get myself hyped back <laughs> I up again. Unstoppable. Yeah. A lot of people scream unstoppable. Yeah. Same thing with lightlings. But again, you don't have to do that. You just okay. have to make. You just have to yeah. role play that you're sort I of. I shout, I am relentless or I am unstoppable yeah. just because I get worried that a ref's going to see it and think, that guy just got impaled or, you know, that guy yeah. just got cleaved. Like, I want them to know yeah, that's why. I, I think that's absolutely valid. Like, yeah. Sidepost it. Um, I will often like from, when I've had to do it for limbs. I've like punched my leg repeatedly for five seconds to kind of like get it. You know how Oily yeah, likes to heal limbs with the, oh, the shield. Oily's healing was amazing. Um, I will do the same thing. Like I'll punch my limb until it's back up again. Yeah, um, mm. but it's yeah. But yeah, that's the thing with skirmishes. Like they're particularly lethal, especially when you've got like such small numbers compared to like an army where you can stay nicely in the bulk. Um, yeah, the battles death ratio compared to skirmishes is so much lower. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, lost some people. The person who we lost in that skirmish wrote a song called uh, Picnic in the Labyrinth, which is on YouTube. Oh. Um, only mildly heretical. Um, but it, it's a re it's basically the first line, because I listened to it after I got back, I got really emotional, because the first line of the song is like, um, uh, I went to war and somehow I survived. And I was just like, no, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> <And> you died. <laughs> um Should we bob the link in the description? Yeah, no, I will. It was really good. It's really, basically, it's kind of like someone being like, um, uh, it's really unfortunate that I haven't died because yeah. I, I have a date in the labyrinth with you and you said you'd wait for me oh. and so we can walk through together and have a picnic. And I'm like, oh, oh it's so, it's a lovely song. And I'm like, 
especially after that, that character just died. I was like, you can't do this to me. This is so rude. <laughs> you need to get that cry stick. I've got it. I've got a tear nice. stick now. I can shed real tears because for some reason I... I'm sorry, what like... Well, it's not real tears, is it? Wait, so it's a tear no, stick. No, it, does it like, like irritate men- your eyes? It's menthol that you put oh, just under your eyes. Okay. It's like tears. I want to do that. Yeah. I thought you meant it was, I thought it was like a little um, pipette. pipette where yeah, you just squeezed like you, a tear on. You put like, it's like Tiger Bomb. I right assumed it was eye. like, onion, oh, okay. like <laughs> onion juice. I feel like it's it, much more, it's not, I've done it now. It's not unpleasant. Have like you seen Tropic Thunder oh, okay. where he's going like, oh look, you're shedding a real tear and it's coming right from the completely wrong part of his eye. <laughs> yeah. That's what Oscars like that. are made of. <laughs> But no, it's literally just like, it was like, it just, your eyes get really cold. So it's almost like, you know, when you're in the wind and you can feel like, yeah, oh, yeah. I see. That's what it feels like. Oh, because really there's so many times that. where I'm like, I, f- I feel like I need to cry right yeah, now. Yeah, I've seen but, people crying in like um, icy situations and I'm just jealous. I'm like, I can't muster that much emotion. Yeah. Well, I'll bring a tear stick round and I can show you how it feels. Yeah. But yeah, I was literally, because I tried it on at home, I was talking to everyone, I was like, yeah, this works. This is yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, where did you get that then? Uh, the brand is like Cryolin or something. They're like a Cryolin. I know it's just, like a violin. But they specifically sell this no, one it's item. No, they do like they oh, do like okay. um, uh, theater makeup. But I was like, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, do they just make? It's a very niche product to <laughs> yeah. specialize in. Um, but no, I just I just was like, it was like Amazon or something. Uh, it was more expensive on Amazon than anywhere else. Um, oh, okay. For some reason. So you, you you bought directly. I googled from the, the brand and then found the cheapest place it was being sold. Okay, basically. fair. Um, but yeah. I've got that fucking right. I'm getting some of that. Hundred percent. Brilliant um, for role play. But yeah, so that was the end of my skirmish. It was pretty intense. I went back to make dinner after that. Um, so we got the fire going, put my stew on the fire, and sat by. Then some people who knew the person that died came around to hear about the story and ask what had happened. I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't see it. Like I heard reports of it, but by all accounts, they fought gloriously and they were trying to heal people, and that's how they went down. But yeah, really intense bit of role play. Had some nice hot stew for my dinner. And then I had a scavenger hunt after that. But I'll see if anyone else has got anything to talk about first. I think we went on to our cheese and wine night next. Yes. Or cheese and port night. Yeah, so um, as I say, um, me and a couple of the jackdaws had gathered some smut and we made people read it. Uh, whilst the newest, one of, well, I sat and played a card game with two with the two newest recruits from this summit of the jackdaws. One of them taught us a game called Whist. Um, which was quite fun. And, yeah, you yeah. look like you were having fun playing Whist. I had a great time uh, at the uh, Cheese and Port. Did we have another podcaster come and read Smart? I'm sure I saw him pop over. Oh, yes, Talis Ashford. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, lovely yeah. Ian graced our little cheese and wine pie. And I'm so glad he did. I love yeah. Ian's energy at LARP Absolutely. so much. It's lovely seeing him. It's great to see another player who's like me, not. I want to be the hero. I want to be the best. It's great. I want to have good character I, and be interesting and be fun to be around. Yeah, I want yeah. good vibes and to be flamboyant. And this is my shtick. His armor is amazing. He as had well. made it apparently. We had, we had to go it's up to him so and good. just tell him like how awesome. He I told him he looked Fancy. terrifying. It's kind of like a bit samurai in in a way. I mean, it fits Nevada. Get me I wrong, but it's mean, got yeah. it's got it's like got, a bit of. Well, I believe his character. Mother was from Urizen, so there's a splash of Urizen in that Navari. But there's character. no samurai Urizen. No, there isn't, is no. there? <laughs> it fits <laughs> the brief, but it's just got oh, that kind of yeah, that vibe the fanciest, to it. It's because it, I don't know what it's called. It's like leather lamlock. It's the fanciest Navari kit. Is it leather? Yeah. Ah. Uh, what did you think it was? I don't know, like jade or something. <laughs> like a crystal. I didn't armor. have my glasses on. <laughs> it's like um, you no, carved it's it straight like, out of crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's definitely heavy armor. 
Yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's leather, no, I think. I don't know if we specifically mentioned the name of the podcast. Um, we've just mentioned his in-character name, but that's the LARP noobs, guys. I'm sure you've already have heard of them. Well, everyone knows who they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the LARP <laughs> rock nice stars. To drop the name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we should drop, drop, drop the LARP noobs. Yeah, they were on, they've, they've been on here. With yeah. our gracious, our lovely studio has been graced by their presence. Mm-hmm. We haven't cleaned the. They were very since, much impressed by our beautiful studio. I'm sure. Oh, it was. It's phenomenal. <laughs> we should do a studio tour at some point. Oh, definitely. Honestly, oh, the yeah. amount of investment we put into this is crazy. Do you guys need more I champagne? I don't think the, like it would take a good hour to get all the way around it, though. That's cameras, true. That's true. What? Do you think that irony comes across? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you reckon there's someone listening, thinking, Alex. "God, I wish they stopped going on about the studio." <laughs> Alex, shut up! It is real. <laughs> I have got a diamond encrusted glass full of champagne on here. <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to our patrons. <laughs> Not gonna lie, adored the cheese and port segment of the night. It was just an hour, but it was nice to get all the jackdaw flocklings flocking mm. back. Yeah, and just ha- kind of have a lovely hangout time. I believe Oily came by. You yeah. two came by, Alex and Chloe, for a bit. Yeah, didn't you? thanks for the cheese. We did some toasts. I think I, t- I did. Did I toast the chat doors? I, I believe, believe you did. did. Yeah. yeah, I think you had like a couple of speeches this summer. I think, yeah, I, I got to put out my speech. Uh, spe- I was going to say speech bone, but that sounds a bit wrong. There's no bones in speeches there. No. What? No bones in speeches. You were boning a speech. No, I was like, (laughs) what's what's the word for speech? No, speech bone isn't right. Speech skills will go for... What what are you talking about? No idea. I think... Um, think Like funny bone. Yeah, I I think he's thinking of something like that. Oh, like your speech bone. Like like, the essence within you that's good at speech. The part of your body that is speech. Jesus. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Bones? Your vocal cords? You should call it your speechy. Speechy, His speechy was on. Yeah. Notice how we get further away from LARP, the less controlled we are. Oh my god! We're just frothing to get back. But no, it was great to have everyone by. As you say, you were mm. playing whist. We were having speeches. Smut was being read out. General chats were having. Snacks were flowing. Gifts were given. It was. It was really, really nice. To everyone see. scrambling to get masks as well. Yeah. The Don't best of fear the reaper. The reaper. Thank but, you for the loan on those. Oh, no problem at all. Honestly, I was so happy to see the camp just flowing ice, uh, icy. Yeah, it's really nice to have that area for, like, socialisation. It's a good position where the Jackdaws camp is. Yeah, I like, love it because it feels central. thematic because we're kind of at the bottom of Tosato. Yeah, like, just off to the corner. <laughs> so we can slum it up a bit. I think they're going to move us slightly higher up the hill for when the Vasa comes down. We're not in the flood zone as much. Yeah, that's... Because if it really pissed it down, we could have been in trouble. Like, not blaming the camp, camp planners at all. No, there's Someone has to be... go to the bottom. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. We did have to move our tent up slightly to get it out of the mud zone, mm. and that impacts the Because you've got so many of you as well. It's easier for, like, a solo camper to be there than yeah, all exactly. four of your tents. I think there's going to be five or oh, more no. soon and we want to get some tour uh, maybe an awning and start one of our little side projects the festival of reaper though you that guys you guys came past for that you yeah got actually saw the reaper it was pretty cool yeah seven o'clock came we all start running up to the center and yeah i thought it was really cool i couldn't really hear the speeches or performances without going on because we got there a bit late and we were at the back i was just so excited to see the reaper but yeah. we missed him entirely last year. Is it my memory? Is my memory playing tricks on you, or we like? I could have the Reaper, Chloe. Yeah, yeah. You said you were going to try and kill the Reaper so that then you could become the Reaper. 
I don't, I don't remember saying anything. I didn't say anything like this. Are you trying to sweep no, under I, the I, carpet I, now? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your body language, Chloe. You're like a spring. <laughs> I am. I'm a loaded spring. My actions do have consequences, though, which I have learned. But um, What? I wasn't aware of this arc of Chloe's life. You've learned your actions have consequences. Uh, for those who don't know, Reaper Fest is like our version of Christmas. Like, you celebrate, is, is it? it spring or summer a lot uh, in Dawn? Spring. Spring. So you'll be you're having your main celebration next month. It was Reapermus. Yeah, yeah. We, we had Reapermus. So Reapermus is where all the league-ish people get together in the guilds and family. Think about who's lost. Are our reckonings in order? We've get, we're getting through the winter. We'll be getting into summer, so it's the time to get give gifts, reflect reflect on what we've gained, but also what we've lost. And the Reaper, I think, is a very good metaphor and looking back on the past. Sure, Thanksgiving. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But also looking to the future, like eventually the Reaper will come to us all. So we've got to live life to the full and enjoy it whilst we can. Live, I had love, a lot love. of fun being very disrespectful of your nation's traditions. Because people kept telling me, like, people kept being like, oh, careful of the Reaper. I said, who fucking cares? Look him in the eyes. Say, I dare you. A day to curse me. And everyone was like, you know, it's like the League's national tradition. I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's, no, I mean, Tristan's such a douche. Morgan is a well, but Tristan uh, more so. Uh, sorry, inspired mostly by Nietzsche's large disrespect for every culture that's not the League. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I do want to meet the Reaper. Well, you well, could have had the chance because, yeah. as it says, that evening I booked an appointment with I the I didn't Reaper. know this was an option. I was so excited when you told me. <laughs> yeah, uh, the leader of the Crimson Reaper's like, Nietzsche, my boy, how do you feel about booking an appointment with the Reaper? It's like, oh, I don't know if we could afford that. It's a prosperous donation. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Prosperous, you say? I shall give you one ring. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Actually, no, we, we paid a, a decent-ish Sorry, price. Did you contribute to the pot? Yeah, I've contributed All to the right, pot. All right, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put it past you to not so, just get everyone else to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's covered now. Never mind. Yeah, mm. between about 10 of us, I think, who sat through the appointment, yeah. uh, I asked just for a five-ring donation for every member. So it was a decent couple of crowns. Yeah, so he... That went in. Well, there were a couple of people who died slash disappeared during downtime um, who we talk to him about and you got to do another speech yeah i got to do a speech i reflected on my he asked us a series of questions we answered them uh it was it was quite a fun thing i think because he knew it was our first time he went gentle and he gave me a necklace oh what necklace yeah, a reaper necklace Did they have a little ribbon yeah. on it that said see a rat no it has it was super fun though it was like how has your year been? Have you been prosperous? Have you made money? Are your reckoning books in order? Is there anyone who owes you favours or you need to get revenge on? Is there anyone you've lost over the years? So uh, I spoke about Reiner, how he was a good friend, but the shittiest accountant I could have found. Note yourself, <laughs> never hire an accountant who uh, has an addiction to Goose Whisper or gambling. <laughs> they just empty your coffers for Goose Whisper. Yeah, Pretty much. Literally, I sold it to him. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, also, it's like, Reiner, if you're out there, you were the last person to know where my house keys are, where I put them. <laughs> so you just don't be able to get home ever since. You stand there like, God, I miss Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Try to like... I still want to put jokiness into such a serious moment. Also reflecting on salt, because we were all under the impression salt is dead in the Brocks. 
saying did he was you the... tell the reaper that salt isn't actually dead no we f- we legitimately think he's yeah but dead. i mean out of character no because it would have been to quite be fair f- would... the reaper didn't confirm anyone was dead but it would have been quite fun for you to out of character tell the reaper so the reaper could be like i can still sense their presence that would have been cool <laughs> it would have been cool technically the egregore would be able to tell you if you go speak to the Egregore, the Egregore can tell you categorically whether or not they're still alive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because we all have a bond with our Egregores. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun, though, pretending he was dead. It's like, he got a lot more like, he was such a brave man. He fought to the last. He got me out of the brock. He was a butler, a bastard, and a friend. It was it was a lot of good fun RP. I think a couple of others did speeches as well. Yeah. And at the end, as Kerry was saying... We all got a little reap, or three of us got a little reaper necklace. So we got a little only three. He picked the one like Navari sat there looking at him wide. I'd like yes, please. I think it was two necklaces actually because I know who else got one. Me, Modesto. Did you and get you. one as well? Yeah, I got one. I, I booked the appointment. I was going to say <laughs> so, I've been showing mine off, and you've been hiding yours. So the head of the Jackdaws. What's Modesto's role? He's uh, my second in command. The yeah. second in command of the Jackdaws and a random Navari. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I the one who got him back in his house actually, since he's like let his keys fall off a boat with Reiner. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> How about you guys? You wandered off a bit with just borrowing some masks. Did you get up to much that evening? Pub crawl. Pub crawl. Oh yeah, we kind of just dotted around and visited like a couple of different pubs. We ended back up at the Boar's Head where we were speaking to Anastasia yeah. from the Crimson Reapers, and she oh, was yeah. talking about the Reaper, and I was like. Hey, I want to go find the Reaper. I want to ask him a question. Where is he? Oh yeah. And so he said they said he was going to be at the Starbar. Star yeah. So yeah. we kind of went on like a little trek Wild to Starbar. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there, Mister Reaper? If you're out there, I want to know how what it feels like. I want to know what that power to inflict such fear across the nations. I want to know what that feels like. I want that power. You might have to wait till he want to ask him. <laughs> Yeah, he can write me a letter. Everyone is scared for the reckoning that Neve Agra will be <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of Neve. I want to know what it is like to strike fear into one man in his heart. Okay. I just want to know what that power feels like. It must be feel pretty good, you know? Like, yeah. Neve be... Agra raising hate boners over the Empire everywhere. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I have most no... of like the things that happened to us in our experience in game happened Sunday anyway. Yeah, I think Saturday was mostly mooching around and then we just spend a lot of the evening at the Boar's Head <clears throat> with us sang a little song. And that was it. It was quite a quiet one. Mm-hmm. It was um, a sober one, which was refreshing after the... Good. For you, yeah. After the Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, so I was I was with you guys when we were looking for the star bar and then I decided to go back to the tent and get my cloak or another layer. Jumper. Jumper. Yeah, jumper to put on under my cloak. And I got there and all the dramaturgists from the jackdaws were leaving and they were leaving one solitary jackdaw sat by the fire. So I just sat down with him um, and had a good, you know, I don't know how long it took for them to come back from their little side quest. But I was sat talking to this one jackdaw for ages. Um, but it was really nice to get to know them. One of the newer ones I hadn't really spoken to before. Loads of you now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we're like the fastest growing guild in the league. That's a bold statement. I mean, going from like Two five to, seven, to like uh, 16 12. or whatever. A big portion of my side in. This kind of isn't like chronological because it kind of fits in the middle of like a lot of other stuff that was going on because I was doing it when I got a chance. I needed some information from a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that friend was... Um, uh, Morella from House Griffinsong, who was someone whose character I met 
Morella is the character. I'd met them at uh, Echoes of the Ancients and we'd had like some nice fun interaction. I also knew like a lot of her like friends like from out Empire and stuff. And I had asked for some information from her and she was like, why? And I said, it's because of my test. And she was like, well, I'm not going to make it easy for you, basically. And she said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a scavenger hunt. And if you complete the scavenger hunt, I will give you the information that you want. Um, in fact, no, I will tell you what it was because it was cute. I needed to find out what the flower of friendship was in their house flower code. So that's what I had to find out. Yeah. Um, and she said she'd give me a scavenger hunt. If I did it, she'd tell me what it was. And I've got the list here of what the scavenger hunt was. Oh, actually, I remember you coming around and asking if I had yeah. any idea for any of them. Yeah. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it all day. It was so, it was so fun. She said, you'll enjoy it. It'll give you an excuse to go around the empire and find stuff out. And the list was nine things I had to find. Proof of willing blood, a voice for the dead, the favor of a prince, find Verushkin cunning and let me hold it, bring me a story from the tree with many names, show me where truth sits, find march of luck and bring it to me, find the value of honesty and a job well done, and the fight of an orc. Not much then. No, not a lot. It's all right. That's fine. Really basic stuff. That That would have me stumped. I'd be like thinking for all of it. I knocked it out in the afternoon, all I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) But it was... So as we were kind of whittling and talking, I spoke to you guys about it. I spoke to a few people about it. We basically got down like, right, there's nine things here. Clearly relate to nine nations that aren't Dawn. And probably half magic. Because there's a few things that rang true. Because we were said, proof of willing blood, Navari blood magic. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were like, ah, okay, so they're all probably half magic. And we started to work, I started to work my way through them. Um, now, the one I knew for certain is we were kind of going through. So, Proof of Willing Blood, like, pretty sure that's Navarre. Voice for the Dead, wasn't sure. Maybe High Guard. Favor of Prince, the League, because uh, League is Prince's. Uh, Varushka and Cunning, Varushka. Bring me a story with a tree of many names. Now, in Wintermark, they have a tree of names, which is when people die, their name gets part of the tree. Um, show me where truth sits. I wasn't sure about that one for ages. Find March of Luck and bring it to me. Marches. Uh, find the value of honesty in a job well done. Wasn't sure. And the five and orc. Orcs. Yeah. So the first one I did, I was like, right, true many names. I know that. I also know some winter markers. Uh, and I spoke to a, uh, I spoke to a Steiner winter folk who was there, who is friends with some of my friends in Dawn. And I explained the situation. I was like, I need to find a story. Um, of from the tree of many names and they said i'll give you three um so i went back to their camp in wintermark and we sat down and then um they proceeded to tell me a story i wrote it down i haven't got it with me unfortunately bad preparation on my part but the story of three people um and their commitment to each other and their love for each other and their loyalty to each other and it was of and uh, how they earned their names um one was like their name had something to do with them being truthful. One was them kind of like being loyal and one was them being brave. Um, and I don't think I'll tell the story here because it's nice to find out and play. And I'm going to actually try and promote the story a little bit in more in person because it was really touching. It was like a story of sacrifice and all these people died when they earned their names. And then their names got put on the tree. So in Wintermark, you have the name you're given when you're born, but eventually you are named by the scops of Wintermark when you've done something worthy of a name. Um, and so that's when you're given a name, and when you die, it gets put on the tree. It was really lovely. It was quite an emotional thing, like hearing about these things that happened. And I was like, you know, thank you very much. I wrote the story down um, and then moved on. <laughs> I went to the marches, 
and had possibly the most marcher interaction I've ever had in my entire life. It was very funny. That, that towards me so <laughs> aggressively I start walking through the marchers looking for a friendly face now when you're a, a Dornishman with like a massive golden flower crown wandering around there are not many friendly faces very overtly Dornish very overtly I, I Dornish I love that the marchers the friendliest faces of the empire unless you're Dornish yeah oh god yeah no, they were just, I, was like, I was like I'm looking for a friendly face eventually I saw someone I knew who used to be Dornish is now a marcher as of this weekend yeah. and then some other Dornish people that I knew I was like oh how you doing guys had a little bit of a chat and I was like, you're a marcher now. What's marcher look? And he went, I've only been a marcher for a day. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, oh. there was another marcher there. And they went, oh, I don't know either. I'm making the names up because I can't remember what they were, but it was so funny because they just leaned back and went, Mary, Mary, come over here. And the woman <laughs> came over and they're like, what's marcher look? What do you mean, what's marcher look? Why, what, how do you get marcher look and hold it? I don't know. Sam, <laughs> Sam, come over here. And then the door snowballs where there's like, Turns out my quiet evening drink has become a very loud evening drink. And they were like, what's Marcher look and how can you hold it? George! <laughs> <laughs> and just I love it. Marcher after Marcher until I had a little congregation just a of Marchers. a gaggle of Marchers. Like, oh, so Marcher. They're like, oh, what well, could Marcher? And they were like, well, Marcher? Yeah. Marcher? I was like, could Marcher? Be, could, yeah, exactly. I was like, it could be hearth magic. Like, well, I don't know how it could be hearth magic. I mean, we have poppets. What are poppets? Oh, they're like little uh, crafted people that bring you good fortune. Yeah. <laughs> and they went, it's a poppet. And a puppet is like a little person, like a, almost like, like a, a voodoo, voodoo doll, like a voodoo doll, like a little person, and it brings you good fortune. Uh, so I sat and we spoke about puppets, and they made me a puppet. I Aww. want a puppet now. Oh, I'll show you my puppet. Can you it twist it, spin it, pop it, <laughs> flick it. Uh, yeah, literally, it was the. Uh, it made this little puppet. It was really cute, and I, I basically all this scavenger hunt. I had like a little leaflet full of stories. I now had a puppet that I put in my bag, and I was like, "Thank you very much." Only positive interaction I've had with the marcher in my life. Uh, and then started to walk out of the marchers and then got, and then as I walked past, I heard some marchers talking to a young um, Suak child. He'll have a jewel, go on, chase him. And I got chased out of the marchers by a child. <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh, Tristan met his match. Oh, it was, the, it was a very, very marcher interaction. It was very funny. God, I love the marchers. Uh, but just being surrounded by marchers, just kind of calling out for more people than they was. I got, I, I was that. like, I feel surrounded. Um, How many marches does it take to find that march they're all, they're all pretending not to know the answer to the question so they can slowly surround you and ambush you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I forgot to say, as also part of my test of metal, I'd been given a puzzle box to solve. And okay. in the puzzle box, there was a list of riddles. Um, I had been, basically, for a lot of this, I'd been carrying this puzzle box around, trying to solve it. I eventually cracked it and got the riddles out. You all know the pain that we had to try to work out these riddles. Yep. Um, so dumb. Uh, no, they're actually, they actually, they were proper. They, like, when we got the answers, I was like, oh, obviously. Like, they were all really obvious. What were the answers? Um, I'll get to one of them, but one of them was like a sword, which Lucille, my true would we, we said that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the rest of them, but I'll tell you one of them, which was really funny. But basically, we were going through, and uh, it was so obvious, it's really annoying. But yeah, I had these riddles at the same time. I was asking people for advice on the riddles and stuff. Next thing, I'm near Varushka. I'm like, cool, I'll go to Varushka. And as I'm going to Varushka, I see someone I know. Twig. And I see Twig standing by a tent. And as I'm walking towards, I point towards Twig to indicate I'd like to speak to you. Yeah. Worst thing I could have done. Because the minute Twig saw that I wanted to speak to them, they're like, oh, and ran off. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> is this Briar business? This is Briar business. Yes. Yeah, this is Twig. And they, went, they ran off. I was like, oh, for God's sakes. I got to the tent where they were, like, right the corner. No longer there. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I, walked around, I, I want to do that I walked around the tent and then their head just peeked around the corner and they went, 
like, please. <laughs> At Anvil, where it's already so hard to oh, find people. I was like, oh, can't believe I found Twig immediately. And they were just like, whoo, and ran off. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Going through the mud. Oh, and... Twig also saw what I saw in the middle of the battle, who was carrying a massive black flag with the Druze symbol on it. I was like, where the hell did you get that? And they went, whoo, and ran off with it. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, love them, love it a bit. And I was like, come here, I need to talk to you. And they're like, what? What do you need to know? Um, and I was like, I need to find Rushkin Cunning. And they were like, don't know what that is. Is Twig Rushkin? Twig yeah, is Rushkin, yeah. Oh, okay. And they were like, don't know what it is. I'll take you to the Egregore. Uh, and they were like, um, they took me to an Egregore called Wise One. And again, I was like, what's Rushkin Cunning? And they were like, I have no idea. I'm like, you're the Egregore. It's <laughs> 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 your half magic. And they were like, I have no clue. They're like, well, we have the virtuous animals. I was like, what are the virtuous animals? And they have different animals represent different virtues. And one of those is represents wisdom. Yeah. And it's the fox. And the fox is the symbol of House Dulac. And my test is about the cunning of a fox. And they had this big wooden symbol of the fox, which is a virtuous symbol of wisdom. And it was like, they were like, I don't know if it's cunning. And I was like, no, I know exactly what this means. Yeah. So I've got this massive, literally, it was probably like, four-inch diameter wooden circle with a fox burned into it on a rope that I had, like, hanging from my belt. I was like, I'll bring this back to you later. Yeah, cool. Um, but it was just nice. I was carrying, acquiring more things. So I now had a story in my pocket. I had a big Rushkin banner. I had a poppet in my pocket. And I was like, wonderful, thank you. Uh, and I moved Everyone on. Everyone needs a poppet pocket. pocket Everyone needs pocket. a poppet in their pocket. I love that word, poppet. The next person I came pocket to find pocket. was Nietzsche. Yes, you got us at Port and Cheese. Night. I came to Port and Cheese whilst the summit was being read. I was like, Nietzsche, I have a question. It was you. hilarious. It's like, Come on, I couldn't give you a drink. The last bit of uh, port just trickling. Yeah, down. I was that like, what oh, our friendship is worth. How generous of Nietzsche. <laughs> ah, a drop of port, literally. <laughs> uh, I was like, Nietzsche, I need a favor. And you're like, ooh. Ooh, I was what like, well, can the count do? But it was kind of, we were literally talking about it and we were like, um, do you know about favors in terms of League of Shaft Magic? And Nietzsche was like, I haven't a clue. Uh, I now, actually know I thought I well, knew. No, you did and we spoke about it I was like well the ring you gave me because you stayed in my hayloft for six months yeah, counts as a favour and you were like yeah that's a favour of a prince I'm like great I'm going to hand this in had a nice little chat and then uh, that's probably the on. most we've talked to Anvil ever and the grapevine who would have thought loads of conversation um, but yeah so then I had the favour of a prince you had it the whole time I, or the, the real favours the friends we made along the way <laughs> um the next thing was, um, now, the next thing that we wanted to show was proof of willing blood. <laughs> and we're speaking to um, uh, Gwyn. Gwyn about this, and we had a plan. What we were going to do was, I was going to get him to punch me around the face in front of the person who sent me the challenge to yeah. do some superfluous damage. Then he was going to do blood magic to heal it. So yeah. it was like, but we are going to do it in front of her so she could see it was willing. So I was like, amazing. What he was actually going to do was kick me in the balls so that I crouched over <laughs> and then punch me in the face after that as like a shock. Um, and I was We'd, like, it was, it was absolutely hilarious. We very much egged him on because we were like, when are you ever going to get a chance oh. to kick Tristan in the balls without consequences and repercussions? Because he needs you. So take advantage. Do it now. I was so good that we didn't get to do it because I went to basically I went to go speak to the person who sent the challenge. Uh, they'd been cursed by a tulpa, <laughs> like a star creature. And I was like, they went, oh, is, is Morella available? And they're like, no, she's a little bit cursed. I went, I'll come back later. <laughs> I'll come back, love, don't worry. Uh, I went back, I was like, sorry, Gwen, it's not going to happen. Um, and he still punched you in the balls anyway. Yeah, he still did. It was like, oh, well. <laughs> uh, at, at this point, I like how you've been needing the balls before Nietzsche. I haven't yet. 
Oh. We were joking. It never happened. It, yeah, he hasn't. Uh, but at this point, I was with my good friend Lucille, um, who was coming to help me with the rest of my adventures. We're like, right, what else can we find? I was like, I need to go to the orc camp because I need to find the fight of an orc, which was very funny because I kept telling people, I was like, well, I'll definitely give you that. Uh, I went into the orc camp with Lucille, uh, you know, weapon of the friend, went through. And as Lucille went off, he, he said, oh, these orcs will help you and wandered off. And then like six, oh, right. Doesn't matter how many times I know they're people in latex masks, right? Yeah, you see them before they put the costume on. Normal people. You see them with the costume on. <laughs> You're in the woods, right? It's dark because it's yeah. nighttime. There's a massive fire behind them and there are six orcs looming towards me in the dark. And one of them says, I'm not going to help you, mate. He's left you in the lurch, he has. And I'm like, <laughs> hi, uh, can you give me some help, please? <laughs> Very intimidating. And then we kind of went through it and we were talking about, I was like, right, I'm on a half magic mission, basically. Explain the whole situation. And he went to talk to me about items of worth. And orcs have these things called items of worth, which represent, um, represent like the, uh, it's hard to explain. Um, an orc would do it better. But kind of the, the one they were talking to me about was like they had a knife that had been passed from generation to generation from their ancestors. It was used to uh, like cut vegetables, um, pick nails, like clean stuff, like just for years and years and years being passed down and now it's used to fight with and it's gained worth through that. And if you need the fight of an orc, it's talking about this. And I can, you're not screaming, shall you? He said. And I went, no. He was like, yeah, good. He said, right, put the paper on your hand. And I did. And he got the knife and then slit my hand and was like, there you go. There's the fight of an orc on your paper. What I didn't realize, he put fake blood on the knife so when he slashed across my hand, like blood appeared on the paper. So I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Really appreciate it. I was like, there you go. Have helped you. And I was like, yeah. And they won't got any bandages. And they all laughed. I went, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good role playing. Oh, it was, yeah. really, it was a really intense conversation with this orc. And they were like, this is what it means to my like our people. And this uh, wandered out uh, of the camp with Lucille again. I was like, I was like, Gwen. He's like, yeah. I was like, can you heal me? <laughs> So this and was, he kicked you in the balls. And he kicked me in the balls. No, he didn't kick me no. in the balls. He then, he did his magic. He slit his thumb to make himself bleed. Then healed my hand over. Mm. This is when I noticed the blood on the paper, which was really cool. And I was like, Gwen, he's still bleeding. I was like, yeah, but it's fine. So no, 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 no. Sign this paper saying proof of willing blood, then smear your blood on it. Yeah. Uh, we got some Blackberry stuff from uh, uh, Con at the um, oh, nice, the yeah. Head, and he said proof of willing blood. And I was like, Perfect. Sorry, don't get to kick me in the balls. He's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find time. Uh, so I had nearly everything at this point, I think. So the things I was missing was the value of honesty and the job well done. Um, and a voice of the dead. Where truth sits. So most of the list. And uh, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Three things. Yeah. So I was like, right. Truth sounds like an Urizen thing. Let's go to Urizen. So we wandered up to Urizen. I've spent literally no time in Urizen. No. Like, I've never spent any time. Is Urizen a real place? Urizen is full of haughty mages and one, yeah. and one person I like. Um, <laughs> who's also a haughty, yeah, who's also a haughty mage. Uh, and we got there and I saw two people, well, one person that I, I knew was a friend of a friend. I was like, I have a question about your hearth magic. And they're like, ooh, wonderful. And I said to them, where does truth sit? And they went, are you sure that's our half magic? <laughs> like, everyone was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we spoke about it, and they were like, well, part of our half magic has constellations and what they provide to magic and stuff. And one of the constellations is known as the key. And the key represents the unlocking of secrets. Okay. And so one could argue that truth sits in the, in the key. 
And so they handed me a token, like a little wooden token that had the symbol of the constellation of the key on it. And they're like, have this. I usually charge for them, but you can have it. And I was like, oh, thank you. And they also gave me a star chart with all the constellations on. Oh, that's cute. Um, and it was just really nice. And then I saw uh, Archmage of Spring, uh, Ibis, who's been on the show before. Had some nice interactions, spoke about half magic. They're telling me about how light to loot, like truth comes out in the light and you can't, it's hard to lie and stuff like that, uh, which was really nice. Really good stuff. Um, that was the next one. Next one, we're stopping at High Guard. I was told to go to the Cenotaph group. And I spoke to the uh, leader of this group and I said, can you tell me what a voice for the dead was? And they started talking about bells. So when you see like unrest, oh, like restless yeah. spirits and stuff, when you ring a bell at them, it has multiple effects. And one of those effects is it calms an angry spirit so that they can talk and they can kind of gain, remember who they are for a moment. Mm. And just talk to me about the half magic of bells. And he was like, I'm not going to give you a bell though. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Fair enough. Um, but basically, I was like, I know what it is. I'll grab a grab a bell later. Um, so I had that one. I'm kind of racing through these now. And then the last one the was born. find the value of honesty, the job well done, which was Freeborn. And I wandered around and I found some Freeborn. I was like, I wonder if I could speak to you about your health magic. And they were like, please. And it was a tavern, which was nice. So I got a drink. And we were speaking to them and they said, uh, I said, well, I need to know what the, honest, the value of honesty, the job well done is. And they were like, well, give me some context. Tell me. Tell me what you've been doing. And I told them why I was doing the scavenger hunt. I told them what I'd done and what I'd found. And they were like, oh, where did you go? Oh, a lot of work sounds. And they said, do you know what I think that is? I think you've been very honest with us. I think that's a job well done. Yeah. And the value of it is a seat around my fire and a drink. There we go. Oh. It was really nice. That and was we, very well done. It was yeah. very I was well like, played. Which from the Brass Coast, who were like famous storytellers, yeah. I was yeah. like, that was so well executed. Of kind of like when I sit down in the chat. I like that. Um, and I have to, you know, I hope you know, maybe Marilla's players listening, but like the fun this provided me to go around and speak to people and learn I want things. a scavenger hunt. Marilla, if you're listening, give, 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 give a scavenger hunt to Chloe. She wants to make more, so... Yes, please. Would you yeah. say it's the highlight of your event then, the scavenger? I think it definitely is like one it's of the different highlights. to combat. Oh, so. it was like a massive portion of my thing. And what I loved was we then went back to a tent. And I was like, is Marilla then? You could tell they were kind of like emotionally recovering something. And I was like, is this a good time? Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have you done your scavenger hunt? I said, yes. And I was with, now Lucille had gone to a play at this point, but I was with Lady Lordine. And we went through and sat together. I went through the list. I took out the bloody piece of paper. I told, I showed them the blood that Gwyn had given me. I spoke to them about bells. I showed the ring from Nietzsche. I showed them the symbol of the fox. Um, I told them the story from the winter markers. I showed them the constellation on the little piece of wood. Showed them the poppet. Told them the story I told to the freeborn. And showed them the blood from the item of worth. Um, and it was just it was really lovely, kind of like. And again. Morella and Tristan are really good friends at this point. It was just mm. this really nice bonding between two friends as we spoke. And the reward was to be a white flower. No, sorry, in fact, a little bit of a spoiler, but the reward was to be a flower, which meant friendship. Um, and they were like, right, I'll go get it. Rewind. <laughs> Morella had told me this plan, that she wanted to test me. But I thought I'd be a little bit cunning, and I wrote a letter to her friend, another friend of mine, was like, hey, Morella wants to send me on a little mission to find out the colour of their flower code. But I think it'd be funny if I knew before she told me. Yeah. And so this person responded with, uh, now, now, Tristan, do things the proper way. 
but I have this gift as a hint. And there was a little brooch with a white flower on it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, I get this. And I've been, I was wearing the brooch all weekend. Marilla went to get the white flower, came in and said, I have for you your prize. And at the same time, we both presented white flowers. <laughs> I like that. To represent That's the so real friends. And oh, had like I love a, that. It was lovely. We had like a big hug. It was just, it was just a really nice um, bit of role play. It was yeah. just a really nice story and really, real good fun. I feel like that's an excellent place to round off this episode. It's a very feel-good yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll continue next week with Saturday. Yeah, thanks for everyone listening. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Sunday. Well, and Sunday, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll wrap up next week. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks yep, for coming thank back. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got any comments or anything you'd like to get in touch about, you can find us on all social medias. Also, whatever you're listening to this on, feel free to give it a rate. Uh, It really helps us as a podcast. And if you feel like supporting the podcast further, you can support us on Patreon. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.